1: Of what I have to do in the morning, because in the morning I have a very specific routine. Yeah. I don't look at my phone for like the first half hour I'm awake, and I I make coffee, and I, I play with my bird. We have a parrot, and I let the bird out. So as of, I'd say, the last week, our jungle cat, the Savannah cat will demand pets Attention, yeah. at the same time that I'm petting the bird.
2: Oh hell yeah, he will. So
1: he sits on the top of the couch
2: <laughs> and you pet the you pet the cat. And
1: then so I'm petting the bird with my left hand <laughs> and I'm petting the cat with my right. <laughs> And like, you're kind of trying to make sure that each one, you don't hit the wrong spot and they don't bite you because, you know, each one will do that to you. You were
2: outside this morning, but I went and said hi to your bird and I was playing with her beak and stuff and our dog was at my feet looking
1: directly at me and
2: she was doing the the huff and puff shit. She did the... and I was like, "Oh my god! Like everybody, rela- like it's yeah. it's it's this is what it must be like to have a house full of kids." I
1: mean, I'm a uh, yeah, <laughs> god, yeah. One. You imagine that this they is could actually why talk?
2: I don't want another one.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's sitting here. She has like each cat on each side of her. She has to like you know,
2: it's a war. It's ridiculous. Although I do, I I am a fan of. um the way the other half lives now because all I've ever known is doing a morning show where you get up at an ungodly hour and you're done with work by like 11 a.m. And you're exhausted by one.
1: Sure. Eating spaghetti by noon. Yes.
2: I love, I never thought I'd say this. I love working nights, but I get to work from home. So that's, you know, that's the caveat. That's way different. Not
1: a commute.
2: But yeah, the fact that like I can, I mean, I get up to drive our son to school, but I also, I go to bed when I get back home for a couple hours. Yeah. And I'm like, finally, I feel rested for once in my life. Like by the time I start work at three or four, I'm like, let's do this. And plus our kid's a teenager who doesn't.
1: Yeah. Really, I, I was going to say that's why re- it's different yeah. because he's very much uh, his he own Retreats. Yeah. yeah. He,
2: le- he says hi to us. He gets some food and then we don't see him for the rest of the night.
1: It'd be a lot different if he was like two or three well, or four. Cause then yeah. it's like, you know, constant in your face,
2: but just in my head, that's the age he still is. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> work nights. I need to be home and he'll and forever, forever be
1: just a baby I to think you, a baby.
2: But yeah, I like this, you know. Uh, getting up at your own will is kind yeah. of freaking
1: amazing. I wonder what that's like for um, people who have multiple kids. Do they fight for your attention? I mean, yeah. you you grew up with a sister, so yep. what's that like? Did you guys, yep. like, like, were you aware... That mom is uh, playing with sister. So now I have to interject myself. Um,
2: I don't think I was because I was the oldest. Okay. So like I always just, I knew that. I'm like, I'm the oldest. I can get their attention if I want. My sister was very competitive for their attention. Oh,
1: so she was the one who was.
2: And I think my dad realized that, which is why she became his favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
2: I, my mom and I are super which close. Which is
1: fucking weird now because like your sister wants nothing to do with your parents. Yeah, so it's weird that she fought for the dominant, position of being the most um you know adored upon and loved and cherished and all that and now she's hit adulthood and she's like fucking evaporated from their lives
2: um semi-serious story but it's really not because in hindsight i was just looking for attention but when i was in i think freshman year of high school Mm -hmm. um i i tried to cut my wrists, not Jeez. not realistically, but I I really, I just need, I was having a mental health crisis and yeah. now I realize I just needed, I was looking for somebody to get me help.
1: You wanted your parents' attention, yes. sure. Yes,
2: and I, I'll never forget after I did that and they took me to a therapist once. One time. And that was it. Because like, as we yeah. all
1: know, all it takes is one time. <laughs> Be, it's 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 like going in to get stitches, you I'll know, just, just one appointment, you're fucking done.
2: I'll never forget, like after the appointment, they're like, "Okay, you good?" Yeah, and I was like, "I guess." I'm like, "I don't." I was too young to understand. I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, good? sure, I'm you, good."
1: You good now? All right, let's go home. And
2: I'll never forget. I was in the living room that night, and my I could hear my sister yelling at my parents in the other room because they were giving me attention and not her. And Jesus. she accused me of doing it to get attention, which now in hindsight I realize I did, but it was to get help with my mental health. Wow. But like that was the the first time I ever heard her like say it like that's something your brother or sister doesn't say around you yeah 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 and I was like oh shit she's like saying it out in the open now and if
1: you were like a freshman so what you're like 14, 14 and yeah. she's like what 12 at that point yeah. Jesus man yeah see I didn't growing up a only child um you know I was always trying to avoid my mom I was you gonna know? say like, you,
2: your mom gave you too Jesus, much attention <laughs> my
1: mom wouldn't leave me alone but I would see that dynamic when yeah. I would go out to Iowa I would visit my dad yes. for one month out of the summer and he had three other children through a second marriage. So I essentially would then get inserted into this family home.
2: Did he favor you when you visited during the summer? No,
1: no, no, no. 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 Stephanie's a favorite. Stephanie forever. (laughs) Which is funny because same thing now just like my sister-in-law has cut off communication with her parents. And she's
2: not close with your dad anymore. My
1: dad, like, they fall, like, she loves my dad wants nothing more but his love and affection, but they just, you know, gone through some personal shit, and my dad is uh, just an old-school, cold-hearted dude. He's done with her, yeah. He's just kind of said, fuck it, I'm done. But I would go there as a child, and there'd be this hierarchy where I'm already... I'm the oldest, right? So I'm my dad's first kid. And then there is my half brother who's like uh, somewhere around nine months younger than me.
2: Figure that. Do that math.
1: Do that math, boys and (laughs) girls. And And then there's Stephanie, the middle, and then there's Mary who's the uh, youngest. So I would already walk into this hierarchy of like, you know, my brother was kind of off doing whatever the fuck he wanted because he was the oldest and the first in that family. Um, at the time, the middle child, my my one sister, Steph, yeah, she was the golden child yep. for dad. That was daddy's girl. Yeah, and then my youngest, Mary, um, was mom's girl. Yeah, because not only was she the baby, but then she got diagnosed with autism. Yeah. so it was like fucking mom's world was all, all Maymay. On her, yeah, and may-may, so I Maymay, love that. right? That's so so cute. I would come into this, and, and I would really end up hanging out with my brother the most because it was like they didn't because, give a fuck what yeah. he was doing, well, and, and that's no one gave a fuck what I was doing. That's
2: how my parents were with me. Like they. They always trusted me, which yeah. I do think they they should have. Like, I was a pretty good kid. The few times I did something bad, they were like... Floored. Yeah. They were like, "You egged in how a house? Like what the hell?" And I'm like, "But you can trust me. I swear. Like I wasn't doing drugs or anything." But yeah, yeah that's, it was the same thing with me. They they never cared where I was or what I did. My sister, on the other hand, up was in the her one. Business. Yeah,
1: they were up in her business because you know she was smoking pot in the bathroom in school. Yeah. No, it was. Um. And and I remember uh, because I'd go there and it was the same thing. You know, mom was always around. So my dad's second wife, she didn't work. She was raised his yeah. kids. That's all she did all day. And then all of a sudden she had to take care of me for a fucking month. Oh, that's nice. Imagine <laughs> that, having one more kid dropped off. But my dad was very much, you know, he he uh, he's a retired optometrist, but he worked in his office all day. He'd come home. There was very limited time with him. Yeah, And I do remember during that limited time that, yes, yeah, Stephanie would, would you know, my sister would just beeline in. And like she was the yep. one who would be sitting on dad's lap while he was watching the news. Or yep. she would be the one that got the attention and... And, uh, yeah, it's just not – I don't know. It's it's weird for me because I literally grew up in a household where I was the only child uh, with a mother – and then her parents, my grandparents, and everyone just fucking watched me like yeah. people were up in my shit 24/7. Yeah. So it's, you know, just that's crazy. Uh, that's that's why I mean seriously. I mean with these fucking animals, I can't imagine what it'd be like with like multiple if kids. If they were humans, yes. Because at least like all right, if I'm petting the cat and petting the bird, it's like they can't physically tell me like, "Oh, you love the other one no, more." No,
2: and within a couple minutes they're both done with yeah, you anyway. Yeah, they're
1: fucking done. But, you know, like like with with people who have all those kids, I wonder. I mean, do you I mean, we I
2: can tell like... Like, this, Savannah Cat's in the studio right now. Yeah. He is oddly attached to me lately. And, like, at night, he sleeps curled around my head. Yeah. And if my hand is out but not petting him, he will rub his head in my hand, like, all night long. So like,
1: he's he's the needy child. Yeah.
2: He's like, I need to be close to you at night. I need, need. you to pet me. <laughs> and, if, and here's what he does, too. This is a new thing. If yeah. I'm not petting him and he's too tired to rub his head against me... Yeah. He sleeps with his head on my hand, so I can't move. Or... My, he sleeps on my ponytail that I wear to bed. So I am literally pinned down Listen, by him all night. This is all
1: I do now. I have a plethora of pictures. Maybe I'll put them up on our socials. I have nothing but pictures over the last, how long have we lived here now? Six uh, months, five six, months?
2: It's about uh, Five months. Five,
1: five months. We've been out here in Tucson for five months, and this is when this phenomenon started of him sleeping on her head. Um, I kid you not, I have just all these pictures in my phone <laughs> that I take when I wake up because it's usually... Uh, just a little bit of AJ's head, cause she sleeps like she fucking covers herself all up with, uh, covers, right? You only see a forehead. And so I'll see like a forehead, the blonde hair, and then the cat sitting right on top of it. And I take pictures of this. I He I never did this
2: do. when we lived in Michigan. No, nah, it's a started new phenomenon. Doing, well, I was gone for six weeks, and I think it really freaked him out. <laughs> I think He has a lot of separation anxiety from me. It's really weird.
1: I'm, uh, but, but
2: that's the thing is now I have a teenager who doesn't want anything to do with me. Nothing to do with you. So when the animals want my attention, I'm like, come See? here.
1: That's why people keep having more kids because they're like, well, a teenager doesn't care anymore, yeah. so we have another one, and the young one's not going to care no, for a you while. you know,
2: I can't imagine doing that whole thing starting over again just because I want attention. I'll just keep getting pets, pets. Yeah are much more manageable and way cheaper
1: true story welcome everyone it's the 88th episode of the pat and aj podcast we appreciate you being here wherever you're listening from i know some folks are been with us for a while listening from the wisconsin days or uh, michigan and then there's people who've been picking up picking up the podcast here in arizona hawaii a lot of listeners in hawaii hello Aloha, to everyone in uh, hawaii listening
2: i do love that we are seven days out from thanksgiving and i just sat out in the sun Like to get sun, it is. What's the temperature today? It's because it's. Listen, I don't know how to tell people how cold it gets here overnight, but it is desert cold. It's a real thing. It's very cold. That's
1: always been the weird part for people to understand about deserts that is blazing hot as they get in the the nights are
2: freezing. Yeah,
1: the nights are. It's fucking cold. Um,
2: it's eighty degrees today. Nice. The low was 44, though. It was 44 Ooh, when I woke Jesus. up this morning. And again, it is just, it is blistering. I did you wake up?
1: 7 a.m.? Uh,
2: Yeah, 7 o'clock. Oh, man. I mean, I we have blankets like when we wake up because we are not turning the heat on in this house. No, but no, no, last no. night we went to bed and we're like, shit, it's cold, shit, man. Fuck, it's cold. But uh, yeah, I just, I'm like, I went shopping for all our Thanksgiving stuff yesterday. And today I laid out in the sun for 10 minutes to get my vitamin D. And it yeah. was real. it's just really nice. It does, it is messing with our comprehension of the holidays though because like my christmas tree i ordered from michael's got here the other day and i looked at it and it was sitting out in the blazing sun and i'm like it ain't, it ain't anywhere near christmas i will
1: say the only thing that has kept me kind of somewhat cognizant of where we are with the holidays for me right now has been football because yeah. I realized, all right, we're deep into the season. The Bears and Lions coming up playing the uh, Turkey Bowl. They'll be playing on Thanksgiving. And so I've kind of kept my eye on that. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's next that's week. That's a week away. Holy smokes. Yeah. And But it, it really is true, you know, for uh, Midwestern. It's weird. Born and bred folks who all of a sudden now are taken out of the Four Seasons, uh, you know, weather pattern and you're out here and it's still nice how
2: many we have i i have three friends from the midwest that live here they i think all three of them live no one well obviously jenny lives near us yeah but our other two friends my friend dana and our friend spaz they live in phoenix
1: and then i got a friend uh who i did radio with up in seattle he's from the bay area and he now works in corrections um, because it, if that lets you know how much of a future there is in radio, this guy now works
2: at a prison, <laughs> at a
1: fucking prison, because he's like, there's benefits.
2: Kaz lives in Arizona.
1: Yeah, Kaz. Yes. Um, Kaz lives up in uh Phoenix. I didn't
2: know that. I think That's he's awesome. working for like the
1: Tempe uh, Corrections or like whatever their county jail is or some shit. But all so, of yeah, so so he's out there. And yeah, we, and
2: you have family here up north. I but, got tons yeah. of
1: family up in the Scottsdale area.
2: Um, yeah. but yeah, all of my friends from the Midwest that live here now. It's funny we I've only met up with one of them, but they're like, listen. Christmas Day is the weirdest day you'll have here because you'll never get used to it being like eighty degrees and people and trust me, yes, people do decorate with like snowmen and shit here, yeah, which is really weird to me because like I'm like I'm not putting any snowmen anywhere. there ain't no snow, so it's but they said Christmas Day will trip you out here, but
1: don't you feel like we've already covered that because we've gone to Hawaii um. Not to like humble brag on it, but we've gone to Hawaii every year for Christmas since my mom passed because I really always hated Christmas. It's a family triggering holiday. I don't like it. And uh, after my my mom passed, my my goal was to make Christmas as fun yeah. and unChristmas like as possible. Yeah. So that's why I said we're going to Hawaii. So
2: now your Christmases are going to be like that all the time. Yeah. Because so, we're here in Arizona. But
1: what I'm saying is, is that we've already had those first couple of years we were in Hawaii. But it's different. We, we would drive around and be like, it's fucking weird because yeah, you do you see people with the Santa hang and your.
2: But it was vacation. It
1: was vacation. That's so it was the just, weird
2: part it, is that because you you I would go home, to, go the home to the normal snow. Snow and
1: the terrible Midwest weather, (laughs) which I don't know if that was my best plan to take us out there. Because as much as it was fucking amazing, uh, yeah, you do then come home and you're like, fuck, I got like three more months of this shit.
2: The weird part too was in Michigan, and I think it's happening. I mean, climate change is happening everywhere now. Winter is becoming later and later. So when we would get home from Hawaii, it would be raining. It would be cold, but it would be raining. There was a little bit of snow, but not a lot. The snow usually came. In like mid January through March, and which, that's when it dumped everywhere. Which, but like, by the way,
1: always really chapped my ass when when people on like Christmas Day would then text me because I was out in Hawaii, and they're like, "Well, it's only you know fifty five and like rainy." Raining. I'm like, "Well, fuck you." Well, that's you know? still
2: shitty weather, though. You really can't do much in. But that so weather. so
1: so you don't think the fact that we've already experienced some? No, that's, because we live yeah. here.
2: That's the weird part. Is it's gonna? But I mean, it's just. It's, I don't think I'll probably ever get used to it, but I love it. <laughs> there, yeah. There's a difference. I would not trade this for anything. Like it is. So I feel I I mean this and I don't mean to sound like like gloating about it, but I feel like a pep in my step in the morning that I didn't feel in the Midwest like I normally I would dread getting up. If it was shitty out, you want to stay in bed all day. It's never shitty out here. So you get up and you want to be outside and you want to actually like take in the day. It's not so fucking miserable.
1: Yeah, I I, I had a therapy appointment with uh, my therapist who still resides in Michigan. I've been with her for a while. But I spoke about that in my last session where I said, I will tell you what, you know, I'm like, even and it's it's kind of like, um, and I know this isn't true for everywhere, but it's I remember a quote from God, the old Comedy Central show Drunk History when they were doing their episode. I can't believe that's
2: an old show. now. I know.
1: Right. Um, they were doing their show on Hawaii. And one of the locals is like, yeah, we have bad days here, but our bad days are just a little bit better you know, because of the yeah. weather. And I I, I kind of relayed that to my therapist where I said, yeah, I'm like, you know, normally this is, that time of the year, you slide into the dark weather. You have the stupid time change. Yeah. God forbid, and and then just for me personally, it, it kind of leads into a a, a triggering time it's of se- it's de- it's of, seasonal depression. Of Christmas, yeah, yeah, all that shit. And I said, man, I would be lying, and I know it it sucks to say because for some people, it's just not a reality. You just can't pick up I, and and I get that geographically move right. Um, but I said, man, it really is true that it's just a little, there's, you know, it's it's just the world burns a little bit brighter when every day, you know, there's going to be sunshine and uh, blue skies,
2: even on days where it rains, there's still sunshine at some point. Like it never rains. all. That's like
1: the monsoon season. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so that's a storm
2: that comes through and it's gone. I mean, even God, what was it? A couple days ago, it was, I wouldn't even say overcast. It was partly cloudy. Yeah. And Pat was like. What the hell is this? Where's the sun? It's just so, it's weird, but I, it's true. It is good for your mental health. I do feel like I am ready to attack the day when I wake up, even though I go back to bed because I can, but still like, I'm not, you know, I'm not dreading the day because you've got to trudge through bad weather to get through work and life. And like, it's just, it's. It's manageable.
1: I wonder if we're to the point now, because I just remember growing up. Um,
2: I mean, we've definitely been uh, Arizona-fied. We're total pussies now. Oh, yeah. We when get, it's, cold, yeah. Yeah. I mean, get cold. Yeah. Last night it was easy. like 55, and we sh- we're like, shut the windows, turn off the fans. Let's just, go get some socks. Oh, I did. I, I
1: turned around the house. I, I yeah. turned all the fans off, closed windows. Um, I feel like we're at the point now where they used to always tell you to move to the Southwest and this is, again, I don't know where you're listening from, so this is more for us Midwestern folks, right? There was always this lore, uh, especially with with lung, uh, anything with the lungs, yes. where they'd say, well, you're just going to have to move uh, to, to a drier, drier climate, drier climate yeah. which always meant like Arizona, Nevada, yeah. uh, New Mexico. And it, it was just kind of universally prescribed, right? They "Well, that's what you're yeah. going to have to do. Even though it's not a prescription, you can like go to Walmart and yeah, fucking get right. And I feel like now they're doing the same thing, but it's like for mental health, you know, yeah. like, like your therapist is eventually going to tell you like, listen, yeah. you need to get, where do you live? Seattle. Okay. You need to get the fuck out of Seattle, go move down to Palm Springs, my, California. Yeah, or some My dad's
2: shit. doctor and therapist have said, you need to move by your daughter. It'll be better for your mental health. And, and I did have a friend yeah, uh,
1: shockingly bad for my mental health, know. you know? It was good for him. Good for him. Bad for you. Bad for me.
2: Although I was talking to my friend, Jen, who still uh, lives in Flint. Her husband, Doug, is awesome, works for Hurley. Yeah. Um, But she was asking me about how my asthma is down here because he's having terrible asthma flare-ups right now. And I said, listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not gone. But I don't have to use my nebulizer ever. Um, I wheeze a little bit in the middle of the night when it gets cold and dry, but by the day, it's gone. And so I'm like, it is so much more manageable here. Would you
1: before... And I just love talking about AJ's health problems. Isn't it fun? She has a little bag of them. Um, I know. My
2: family history is really <laughs> awesome if you look at it. You guys are. I got it. What did it they say? They're fucking that a little bit of everything. Did, what did somebody say once? Well, like, honest to God. You fucked
1: up your gene pool, Everybody
2: man. in both sides of my family is fucked up. One side's like immunocompromised diseases, yeah. neurological stuff. The other side is just heart pro- It's It's terrible. And somebody once said, oh, it looks like they forgot to put chlorine in your gene pool.
1: Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> you guys really got the shit out of the, the evolutionary stick on it. But I,
2: I can't complain too maybe, much because... Maybe
1: that's that's evolution telling you that your family needs to come to stop. an end. They need to fucking stop.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm very happy because I could have a myriad of health problems. Knock on wood. Yeah, on, I, got yeah, knock yeah on I was going to say. But I just, have, I just have a bunch of little things when I could have something very serious like the rest of my family. So I'm very lucky, but I still do have all these nagging yeah. health problems that just piss me off. But
1: so, like, with your asthma or your lung issues, whatever, like compare it to what it was like, like at this time, In Michigan, Um, what would you, how is it different from now?
2: It was, um, the wheezing was all night long and it'll keep you up. You can hear yourself wheezing. Yeah. Um, Like I used to dream when I would be sleeping and wheezing, I would dream that I was singing opera because that's what it sounded like in my head. Like, (laughs) and then I woke up and realized I was just wheezing a really high note. Pavarotti
1: in your dreams.
2: (laughs) So I had my nebulizer next to the bed. I would roll over, grab it, do a treatment and try to get back to sleep. And it sucks because... The drugs make you shaky and like the, the ster- steroids, Well, right? no, they're not all steroids. I was okay. talking to Jen about this. They, she's like, what do they give you for it? I said, well, they have the regular albuterol solution, which is in your inhaler. Okay. But this is just a more concentrated, heavier the, dose.
1: The good stuff. Yeah.
2: But the steroids, I have, and I told her, I'm like, I have tons of steroids that I'm not using because they make me so jittery and crazy that I yeah. can't sleep.
1: So now explain, too, that not everyone has a nebulizer. No. That this is normally something you yes. have to go... To an urgent care doctor and they give you a treatment. That's
2: what she messaged me about. She goes, how did you get the nebulizer at home? And I said, honest to God, I'm like, when we lived in Wisconsin, I was going to urgent care in the winter once a week for a nebulizer treatment because my breathing was so bad and all I had were inhalers. And finally, my doctor said, here's a prescription. Take it to the medical supply place. Get your own nebulizer. Get your own. So I did. And then he would prescribe me the medicine for it that I put in it. And that's how I have it. Now, not everybody has that. But I said, like after a while, your so, doctor. So you were already
1: pretty extreme. If he was, oh hell yeah! If he was prescribing you the fucking machine that does yeah. it, it's like saying, hey, bring this chemo machine well, home yeah. and just I'm do like, it yourself. I
2: can't breathe. I, you know, I mean, it was really bad. And he's like, just have this at home. And like my sister had one at home when she was a kid. She had yeah. asthma. Okay. I didn't develop mine until I was pregnant. Post pregnancy, yeah. Post pregnancy, it's actually a thing that happens to a lot of women. But um, yeah, that's how I got that. But I, I haven't used another
1: it. plus for being a woman. Let me tell know. you. And and you get to almost get uh asthma.
2: Um, but I uh yeah, so I had the nebulizer, but mm-hmm. since I've been here, I can't even tell you where the nebulizer is. I brought it with me. I
1: was going to say, normally you used to have it like set up under, next it was like bed, next yeah. to the bed, underneath the bed, but like we literally do not know. Like I don't know where it is.
2: I brought it when we moved here because it was kind of rainy and shitty when I left in May and yeah, I was yeah. needing it at home. So I just couldn't fathom not needing it. So I brought it with Haven't even opened it. Wow. Um, I did stop taking my singular for a while, which I shouldn't have done. That was, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. It which was, is, that's
1: like a daily pill that that's you take. That's a daily,
2: yeah, it manages your asthma. So your attacks aren't so bad, Okay, but, um, I stopped taking that for a while, but then I realized, Oh, the desert cold is a real thing. And I was having trouble like exercising and stuff. So I'm like, I'll take the singular, which I Mm -hmm. still take. But, yeah, no nebulizer. I have two inhalers, one at my bedside and one in my purse. I use the one in my purse more because I take it to dance class. Okay. But I don't need it every time. So it just kind of depends on the day. So
1: proof's into the pudding on that one. I mean, you yeah. legitimately. And, and, that's I mean, I,
2: and that's what I've said. I'm like, I know. I know it is like the most extreme to say you got to move. But the Midwest is so bad, especially now, like I said, the rain, the humidity, the cold. I mean, it is just the worst combination for an asthmatic. It's terrible.
1: And I know. I mean, again, it's and like we had the same kind of forlornness when doctors started saying eventually they gave you the same diagnosis They're like you're going to have to fucking get out of. Well, this geographic area. When you're living
2: in central Wisconsin, yes. when you're getting snowstorms right. up until May, and they're like, you're going to have to move. And, you
1: really are. And this is, you know, in the olden days, 10, 10, 15 years ago for us, where we're like, this is what we do is not exactly a position that, well, yes, you can move around a you lot. You don't get
2: to choose where you move. You don't
1: get to choose. It's, it's, it's not like you can say... I'm a doctor, and I'd like to live in Oklahoma. Yeah. And there's a million places in yeah, Oklahoma that we'll you. In yeah. Oklahoma, will say, we would love to have you Radio, here, doctor. Radio, you
2: have to just wait to see who calls and yeah. decide which Radio, place sucks the less, There, there, the there, least. Were,
1: there were four jobs and 19,000 people trying to get them. Yeah. So it wasn't a reality to us. Um, well,
2: and remember that that time around... Really, none of the jobs, none of the jobs were in warm climates. At no, they were all, all cold. And I, I, I remember we got the job in Flint. I'm like, that's awesome, but god damn it, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to get out of the Midwest no, for my health. Sorry,
1: didn't but happen for you. Yeah, but Michigan
2: but, uh, was rough too. Michigan, Michigan see, was, weather was very. I, I was going to
1: say, was uh, Michigan worse than Wisconsin? Michigan was asthma? the first
2: time I was hospitalized. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Right that. Right when we got there, we
1: fucking got to Michigan, and like literally within a couple of weeks, this one's in the ER with the kid. Didn't you have to bring the kid too?
2: Um, yeah, because you guys were at. Um, food, beer, and wine. It was the
1: very first uh, food, beer, wine festival that I worked at. And I
2: remember our daycare provider had gotten sick and then I got super sick and I could not um, taper off the asthma problems with the nebulizer. Like I was laying yeah. on the floor on my back trying to like get a good breath of air. And that's God, when I'm like, that's crazy. But I've never been hospitalized before. So I was so hesitant to be like, shit, I got to go to the hospital. Yeah. But I was there for days. I mean, that was nasty. That I was remember bad.
1: that man. That was, I remember I left the uh, food, beer, wine. Cause you called me. You're like, I don't want you to panic. But I'm going to the ER, and I'm thinking, holy shit, my wife's going to the well, ER because she can't breathe. And she's bringing our son, who's how old was he at oh that time? Oh, man, he was six, seven. Uh, Six or
2: seven. I mean, I had to, there was nobody to watch yeah, him. And
1: I just left this event. I'm I like, felt bye, bad. guys. We had
2: been there for like two months. I'm like, they're uh, going to fire us because I'm in the hospital. But no, what? they were super guess awesome.
1: Surprise. They fired us anyways. All right. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but seven it years later, it doesn't matter. They're going to fire you anyways. Remember, they were
2: really nice. They sent us dinner when I got back home from the hospital. They sent us, like they, did. they sent us flowers. They sent us flowers dinner they were really cool and then, then they fired jenny, us because they couldn't afford us jenny
1: b uh coordinated all that yeah, that was yeah. that was between uh boom I and uh yeah i think our old general manager
2: but yeah and i feel bad because i you know i told jen from flint i'm like if you it's so bad there for asthmatics yeah. you are gonna have to move someday if you want to get away from it and she knows it but she's like we just can't right now and i i totally understand i mean it's it's a, it's a huge undertaking
1: yeah i have a buddy who's i think gotten to the point where he's realized for his Mental health. Um
2: he's got to get out of the Midwest. He's got
1: to get out of the Midwest. He's a he's a born and bred Chicago and done every fucking year of his life there. But when and he goes
2: on vacation, he goes to the West Coast. He
1: loves yeah, all yeah. he does is vacation in like Southern California, and that's where he just, you know, the, the the weather and the niceness and this and that, and he has things holding him back, you know, whether it's you know, just he has like some kids that are still in high school, yeah. and so it's just not you know feasible for everyone. But I can tell he has his eye on the prize. Yeah. Like, like even he's getting to the point where he's like Yeah, I I think once the kids graduate high school and they're set up on their own, like time to time to gtfo out of here no
2: and again it's not you know it's not a perfect fix like i said i still take my asthma meds i still wheeze a little bit at night but just the difference is incredible and if
1: you're like clinically depressed you're gonna be you know i've always said that like i know people have uh it makes
2: me so sad to see my friends that are already like "Uh uh-oh feel the the seasonal depression coming on i'm like oh my god
1: yeah i mean if you're clinically depressed and you have uh major issues uh i know some people before have been like they got weirded out that i was depressed in Hawaii they're like how can you be depressed in Hawaii I'm like here's the thing if you have cancer anywhere you go you have you cancer you have <laughs> cancer when you're clinic yeah. when when you're diagnosed with depression
2: you're depressed no matter where you're depressed you are no matter
1: where you are those things can flare up no matter where you are but for people who deal with you know milder stuff and I mean like you know sad and just yeah. sometimes you know just general depression here and there it can definitely it, it, it can boost you, you yeah know, and that's it can,
2: what I said I was just so it was weird that I had that thought this morning when I got home from drop and our son off for school. Um, The birds were chirping. I went to close the garage door and just my Midwest mind is saying, get out and enjoy this day because you're not going to have another one like it. They're all like it. And I was like, Oh, screw that. I can go back to bed and it'll be like this when I wake up. It'll be like this tomorrow. It'll be like this because I was just I can't live for three months of the year and just cram it all in and then be depressed for the rest. I can I couldn't do it anymore.
1: But but I can tell you that don't worry. The uh, attitude of all the native Arizonans is uh, don't move here. So, you know, that is... Uh, no,
2: they really only feel <laughs> that way with Californians. Californians. I've, I've, I've gathered that. Like, when they ask me where I'm from, I'm like... As long as you
1: don't say California.
2: Well, it's weird because I say I'm from Wisconsin, but we moved here from Michigan. And, and they all say that. Okay, as long as it's not California, well, they hate the
1: Californians. Because the Californians are coming in with all the money and they're like, you know, oh, uh, hell yeah, scooping up uh, properties and re- driving up, uh, you know, the prices on I'm you?
2: always surprised at the people who keep their California license plates. Oh, I'm fuck like, that. don't have, do gee, that. That's like
1: having your old Prius in Flint. When you're, uh, right, you're, you're a
2: target. You're a moving target. Yeah, like your priest
1: is just getting fucking keyed every day. It's yep. the same thing. You have a California plate out here, man. Get that thing fucking switched yeah, out. Yeah, no,
2: it's nice now. I'm a local. I got an Arizona plate, so, we're all so good. Hold on.
1: So, which means now when you see a California plate.
2: I get pissed off. Fuck yep. you, California.
0: That Californians, that sketch came from a bit that Fred and I would do. So we would come back. You know, we would come back. Usually when you're on SNL and you would have a week off, everybody would go to L.A. and take meetings whatever, and you would come back. And we have our table read. And you know Lauren Michaels is always like right on time yeah. when we're doing table reads? That's <laughs> me is being never that. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, we'd just be sitting there <laughs> waiting for like 10 minutes for Lauren. And, um, and so we would start this bit where we go, hey man, did you go to LA? Yeah, yeah. Um, how did, how'd you get back to your hotel? And then we go, well, dude, I would go down Sunset, then I would take a left <laughs> on La Sienega, and I'd take that all the way down to Pico, take a right, take Pico, hop on the 10, hop on the 10 west, take all the way down to the beach. <laughs> and head out the PCH, and we just would do these things for hours. And then, like, like we did that for years. Kenan Thompson was in on it. Andy would get in on it. And we would all just do these, these California voice. So that, and then, one day, before a table, we'd set, Fred came up to me. He's like, hey, James Anderson and I took that bit we did, and we made it a soap opera. <laughs> and I went, all right!
1: <laughs> so, are you serious? Do you really want to go to a AEW Live promotion? Listen, you have no idea. I've been I've been tweeting about this. People have been, uh, you know, responding about it. But but this is AJ who uh, we talked all about pro wrestling in in our uh, last episode. If you want to check that one out, all about how I've been watching A- AEW now, all elite wrestling, and AJ is w- you're watching and slowly gone from like watching one guy, CM Punk, like, okay, he's, hey, he's cute, my boyfriend, I yeah. like him, to all of a sudden now, <laughs> you know, she watched a pay-per-view, and she knows certain faces, and I shit you not, yesterday, because yesterday was Wednesday, uh, that's the traditional night for AEW Dynamite Live, it's their weekly television program on TNT, and I was watching it, and she came out of her little, you know, work-from-home cave here to have dinner, and, you know, we're sitting at the table, and AEW's on, and not only... Does she not challenge, like, hey, can we put on something else? But she just, you know, like me, starts eating and watching and starts commenting along, like... (laughs) MJF is a great heel. I mean, I got to tell you, he is one of the best heels. I, lo- I, that I think- love
2: to hate MJF. I really do. I love it when he walks out on stage and talks shit.
1: And 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 you know. And then I was like, oh, Darby's wrestling tonight. Yeah, Get she's out. oh, Darby <laughs> Allen's gonna be here. Like she knows names. And and I shit you not, that within like a few minutes before she had to leave to go back to her uh, work cave, she's like. I I mean I'd go see this live. I'd,
2: <laughs> I'd go watch. I'd, I'd go if they're coming na- to town. I'll tell you, last night's match yeah. was way more rowdy than the pay per view over the weekend.
1: Yeah, you got to sell it on TV. man. It was
2: like it was way rowdy, but I don't know. They it were was...
1: in, they were in Virginia. Virginia. That's where they were. They were in Norfolk, Virginia.
2: It was. I don't know, man. It's it's fun. It looks fun. It, it's it's. It's different and again don't don't uh, ever underestimate your ability to try yep. new things because trust me again if you would have told you know 19 <laughs> year old yeah. or even 29 year old, yeah. Aj, that when you're 39, you'll be watching wrestling with your husband and enjoying it. Enjoying. I would have told you to get bent. I'm like, she that's not true. She loves them all.
1: She loves the women wrestlers. She yeah. loves she loves some of the heat. Because see, I think you you of all people, coming from a theater background and you know just what you've done and been educated in, is that you know the 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 entertaining aspect. Yeah. You you know the aspects of uh, having to project a voice yes. when you're in a theater. Yes. you know those little things, and I think you can start to see how some of that is worked into. These guys who are good, you know.
2: Yeah, I had uh, one of my my coworkers at my news job say I have great comedic timing. Yes, and I was watching that last night. I'm like, oh, he's got great comedic timing, like perfect.
1: And 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 that really, in the world of 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 professional wrestling, is what separates people who are you know being good to great. Because some guys, they've got all the in ring skills, and they got the body, and they got the moves. But,
2: but they can't act but
1: they can't act Yeah, and then that's when you have the manager you have someone who yeah. is a mouthpiece for him but then there's there's the flip side there's the guys that were really great on the mic
2: like see that's how I feel about MJF that's why I love him <laughs> I'm like he's a great so good he's a great actor he's got great yeah. timing he's a great douchebag I love it and yeah. then he's really a great wrestler too yeah I mean
1: if you've noticed the ones out there and I'm talking the greats of the world um, is in the modern era is you know I mean The Rock and John Cena and these are guys who have combined the in-ring stuff with the on mic well, stuff and
2: look at look at what they're else they're doing with their careers they're acting in movies yeah you that's gotta have a plan CM Punk act as that's how I found out who CM Punk was through movies was through a movie he was in a movie I told Pat we should watch it he goes he's a wrestler I said you are shitting me sideways really
1: yeah we're sitting here watching uh Dynamite and literally <laughs> she's laughing along because she realizes that she's like oh Dar- i it Darby <laughs> Allen's yeah. uh, oh, oh look there's there's MJF I hope CM Punk smacks him in the mouth you <laughs> <laughs> so like she's in. I got
2: pissed off when he and CM Punk
1: didn't wrestle didn't last fight, night. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God oh. damn it. But I mean, then like, like uh, she just comes out. She goes, well, I'll, OK, I would go see this.
2: I would go. I yeah. would go. It was so funny on the pay-per-view. There was a chick in the front row who was wearing like a turtleneck sweater Blonde, like me, turtleneck sweater, jean jacket. She looked
1: like your cousin's wife. Like your cousin's wife is the most Minnesota nice, Minnesota proper. That would
2: be her in the front row, yeah. Like
1: chick with just a nice Caucasian girl with like blonde hair and really nice. And And this
2: chick was in the front row in the middle. There were no other chicks in the front row. It was all just big.
1: Front row TV. I mean, that's that's the best seat in the house. It was
2: big burly dudes with their wrestling shirts and their shitty signs talking shit. (laughs) And then there was this little proper blonde, basic blonde in the front row having a great time. Yeah. Time. And I said that I'd do that, bro. They
1: were rowdy last night in uh, Norfolk. Like, uh, like there were a lot of women that were up close yeah. and, and what, they were loud.
2: Uh, where was that on TV last night? Uh, TNT. Okay. Cause so, I was wondering how they could, they, they were saying, what do they say? Shit. Like shut the fuck up. And, and well, like... that's
1: the crowd though. See now this is kind of this, this. Well, I was just
2: wondering how that works. Like, do they censor that? So or... yeah.
1: So the way it works and, and this is a live show, right? Yeah. So it's always a little bit different when it's a live show. Cause you got to control it um the chance and and this is kind of like what you go back to when I say it's fun like it's a yeah. it, it's fun to it's watch to be fun um the crowd at aew is a fun crowd and they get the chance and they get everything
2: well and it's refreshing too and let me just say this from a person who's a not a sports fan yeah is when I, that's the one thing I, I hate about sports are really the fans. They beat the <laughs> shit out of each other when right. they're, you know, I'm like, you're not even playing the game, but you're yeah. beating up somebody every, next to
1: you. Every Monday morning, I love seeing who got knocked out yeah. in what stands of what NFL stadium. Yeah.
2: Did you see, by the way, Kelly Stafford? Like, yeah, threw, she like fucking threw a, threw a, pretzel, at threw a pretzel at somebody. She threw a pretzel at somebody talking shit behind her. Jesus. But I'll give her credit. She fully admitted uh, like, yeah. I just had a weak moment. I'm sorry. Lady,
1: you can't be throwing pretzels at fans. you're <laughs>
2: Kelly Stafford. Um, but that's <laughs> the thing I've always hated about sports is how violent it gets within the fans and with wrestling it's not like they know they're in on it if the guy next to you is rooting for the guy you you know don't like, you don't they don't turn around and beat each other and, up.
1: And it's like set up though to have the crowd unsplit. It's yeah. set up to have here's the bad guy, here's the good guy. You can't so really everyone tell. cheers. Well,
2: yeah, and, and that's what I was thinking last night. I'm like, I can't tell who's cheering for MJF and yeah. who's against him because they're so
1: dispersed in the crowd. I just like MJF because he, I, I mean, he is the classic heel where you come out and you immediately attack wherever you are geographically. Yeah, he just comes
2: out and talks about the people so, in the crowd. Which,
1: which is very easy because no matter where you go in this great land of ours, everyone has some kind of a fucking stereotype, right? Yeah. So he immediately comes into like the uh, arena for uh, Norfolk, Virginia and he's like,
2: these hillbillies. Bumpkins. Bumpkin
1: ass. And I'm like, it's so funny. because That's it's, why it's, he's so
2: good at it though. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's just like walking into New York City and you're like, this dirty... Polluted yep. city,
2: but then that's the difference is that yeah. the fans aren't going to like attack him no, outside the ring. you're in on it. They're, yeah, they're, it's it's refreshing. But like
1: with the, with the chance, you know, and the the you know, there's the classics, and but there's a shut the fuck up.
2: Oh, that's a classic. Shut the fuck <laughs> I'm up. Like, how'd they start that one?
1: That one's big, but but you can you know. Uh, Uh, again, the that one they don't want to fly on TV, but the but (laughs) but the announcers will be like, Well, the crowd is definitely telling MJF what they think of him tonight. But there there are other ones like I mean it's that's what I talk about when it's a fun like the AEW shows look fun. There's with fun people. Yeah. And you're gonna go there and do chants, you're gonna have fun, you know. It's it's it just seems and that's what it's all about, right? Like I like it. it's, it's, It's entertaining. I never
2: thought I would say that, but I like it
1: probably like a like and very, I mean, don't get
2: me wrong if i did go to an aw match with you first of yeah. all i said this i'm like
1: oh yeah i'm you, you fucked better, on this one yeah by the you way, better guys. spring
2: for front row because she i'm not sitting us, in the peanut gallery she wants okay? us up
1: close she's like i want to be up oh close
2: which i'll tell you what i've been to... i don't uh, why would you that's just my thing why would you pay to go to one of these things if you're gonna end up watching it on the big screen because you, you're so far away you can't see it what's the point you might as well watch it on tv see
1: i've gone to a couple and so i've gone to one wrestlemania um, 98, 97, maybe.
2: Ooh, that was like the hot time.
1: Yeah. So I well, actually, it was funny enough. It was right before the slingshot. It okay. was right before it kind of became the attitude era was born. And I remember I actually bought tickets to the WrestleMania. It was at the then Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. Now the Allstate Arena. Um, I bought it just because. Like, there was a fucking full page ad yeah. in the, you know, Tribune or Times. Welcome to the nineties, folks. Right? How, how we advertised. And it was really kind of like begging people to like, uh, buy, buy, buy tickets. They were like, tickets still available wow. starting. And this was, now that I, I know the history, this was a very low point for the WWF sure. then. So I remember at the time, I, I took uh, the girl I was dating, her, her little brother. I'm like, bro, you want to go to WrestleMania? Like, I don't give a fuck. I'll go to WrestleMania. So we went and we bought, I think we had kind of like shittier seats for that, because for me, it's always been just financial, right? Yeah. So like, I had shitty seats for WrestleMania, I went to a WCW Nitro at the United Center. Uh, also,
2: um, just for the record, radio people, a lot of the times, we will get free tickets to stuff yeah, and right? go, because we can't afford to buy them. Well, yeah, So sure. like, if, like, didn't you <laughs> sure say true. that? You got free tickets to a monster truck match once, and even I though did, it's yeah. not something you would have bought, you went, because go. you got free tickets.
1: But no, this, I was just, because I, you know, one time I was a college student, and the other time I was a college student, so... <laughs> so I just bought the cheapest seats out there. But I will say since then, I've gone to a house show in Salt Lake and a house show. If I don't want to use jargon, you're not aware of it's basically it's a night of wrestling, not on TV. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's just kind of the touring promotion. And I went to a house show in uh, Salt Lake City. And we were pretty close. I got like as close as I could see. It's because same thing. I'm like, this is our time. Yeah. It's not on TV. So it's gonna be cheaper. I can get closer. And it is fun. It's also interesting because you can see if moves are messed up. I mean, you're, sure. you're, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, you're a, a theater person. So, you know, if you're too close to the stage, yes. it almost takes away it, it some doesn't of the magic. Feel as
2: real. Well, and that's why I, I like even watching it on TV. Like you can tell when a punch is thrown, but it doesn't make contact. Yeah. But the other person like throws their head back. Yeah. Like because you're so close to it. Yeah. It does take, and that's the hard part about I think that kind of and it is it's theater. That's the hard part about like. And I remember having to tell my boyfriend in college this once because he went from being on like big stages with big you know a big theater. Yeah. And then we were in a black box show. A black box theater is a tiny room that's all painted black and it's theater. And I'm like, listen, you are two feet from the front row so i'm like you don't have to put it on as thick because you're not playing to people that are sitting way far away but because i'm like you'll make it it won't feel real but that's the problem with wrestling is not only are they they're up close but they're far away so you have to play to both people that's really hard yeah
1: it's it's i i think when we were at you have to make it
2: big but you have to make it believable and that's really tough to do
1: yeah when we were at the salt lake show i remember kane was on the um the card Kane now now retired and like a libertarian mayor of a small town That's by, awesome. by the good way good for him you know good for you <laughs> got a second career um, but I remember he, yeah, it was such a blatant, like he, the yeah. big, big boot to someone's face. And we're close enough to where you, you see, it doesn't even make contact, even connect, <laughs> but you see you know, the other guy to sell it and everything. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there is, there's a, you know, what do they say for a uh, theater? It's supposed to be like cert so many rows back in the center. That's like the, like the money spot well, of yeah. where you want to be. I mean, we that's why find- they,
2: they call it the fourth wall. That's yeah. the wall between you and the audience, and that wall can be really big or really small. So you got to
1: figure out what, yeah. what that money spot is for I you just, to go to AEW.
2: I want to be that chick that everybody, like, you're watching the pay-per-view, and you see the yeah. most basic bitch in the front row having a great time. I want that to be do, me. Do you I'll hear stay her? true she, to myself.
1: She just went from live show to house show to TV taping to pay-per-view. Like, now she's like, all right, so where's the next pay-per-view at? Is it It's in Dallas? Well, I guess we're Listen, going to Dallas. I've
2: already decided what I would wear. Oh um, of course. I would wear I'd a wear CM Punk shirt. No. Well, it depends. Uh, no, I'd wear a CM Punk shirt. Re-
1: I say wrestling. It is very acceptable where like you, you go to concerts and no one wants to wear the band's t-shirt oh, no, to the concert. Oh, you totally
2: wear your favorite yeah. wrestler's shirt. Wrestling,
1: you're supposed to wear your favorite shirt. I
2: would I would go MJF or CM Punk, depending on who's there okay. that night, and probably like a Listen jean jacket and some leggings. I would stay true to myself, but also show my
1: fandom. I love that she has now a favorite heel, yeah. a favorite face. I want to
2: see MJF and CM Punk. I to see do them you, roll around together they are this, both. this everyone do you they are hear both this so hot like i just want to see them like ravage each
1: other that'd be like girl on girl porn yes right? that's so like what, you you watch you, you want know guy you guys guy watch porn? girl
2: on girl porn i want to watch uh, mjf on uh, cm punk wrestling <laughs> to me that would get me super hot and bothered i'd be like
1: <laughs> well now i know what i'm popping on if i want to get some uh extra special loving on a friday night hey dear you know, dynamite was on last night. Oh yeah. Let me I'll put that in slow motion mm, for okay. you. Okay. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. Pat dot